Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome back to the Ransomed Heart podcast. We are in the midst of a conversation on suffering, and what we're doing is sharing with you some excerpts from a recent teaching that I did on the subject of suffering. We share this in hopes that it will help you to kind of round out your understanding of breakthrough and life and healing and the abundance that we are meant to enjoy in Christ. And so we're going to continue excerpting the teaching on suffering. We grieve. We grieve it. This is how we honor our own hearts and how we honor the fact that the suffering is real. Okay, Augustine said, I allowed the tears to fall, making a pillow for my heart. On them it rested. There is a place for grief. I am blown away by the description of Jesus' prayer life in Hebrews. I think it's chapter 4 where it says that Jesus' prayer life was described as loud cries and tears. Loud cries and tears. You know, we read about those moments where he goes to the mountain to pray, and there's a number of them. Jesus went away to a lonely place to pray, but we don't know what took place there. But I think Hebrews is giving us a little bit of a window into that, right? Jesus' beautiful humanity, Okay, loud cries and tears. And what, what just sort of stopped me as I read that was, that's not what my prayers sound like. Right? And I had to ask myself, why? You know, well, I'm shutting my heart down. And I'm just, you know, tensing up. And I, you know, rather than, yeah, you let your heart express itself to God in the suffering. There's a mercy in that. There's a goodness in that. Right? Your pain is worth weeping over. It was, whew, it was very powerful last night as we were doing the soaking worship thing. I was um, watching Jesus, and, and some of you, as he was moving through the room, some of you, he was stopping over you, and he was just weeping over you, over your pain. Not like you're the pain, you're the lost sheep, oh, Jesus is... no. He was weeping over your suffering. The comfort of knowing that, that that's how Jesus feels about your suffering, it's huge. It's huge. And finally, um, don't waste your pain. As my friend Dan Allender says, don't waste your pain, okay? Let it transform you. Let it transform you. So I was going through some of the very hard things that I was going through this fall. Um, At one point, I asked God, "Um, did you do this? Did you do this? Is this from you? And what he said to me was, no, but I can use it. I can use it. Okay, can we just admit that our personality is not yet fully the personality of Jesus? Can we admit that we have all kinds of other lovers that we run to for comfort and validation and affirmation? Can we admit that our style of relating 
right, is largely framed by pretty bad motives, frankly, right? Don't waste your pain. Let it transform you. There is nothing that can expose like pain. There just isn't. There's nothing in your life like pain that can expose your beliefs. Notice what comes out of your mouth. Notice what is popping up in your heart, right? I mean, it'll expose your belief system really fast. You know, it'll expose your expectations. It'll expose your style of relating, your way of handling life. It will expose your deepest wounds and agreements. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing, by the way. Right? Because how else are we going to get down in there and get those things up to the surface? There's nothing like pain to bring this stuff up to the surface and nothing like pain to expose where your hopes are primarily set. I just, I just am embarrassed. I am embarrassed. I hold to a faith that says that there is much joy in this life but that the real good is coming. I don't live like that. When's the last time you thought about heaven? How often on like a daily basis do you think about the riches and the hope and the joy and just kind of let your imagination go there on a weekly basis? How many times this year? It's exposing Right? It reveals, oh my God, I have set all of my hopes on life working out here. Right? And that's devastating. That'll destroy you. Right? So, I mean, don't waste your pain. Don't waste your pain. Let it shape you. Let it shape you. And I, I couldn't believe these words came out of my mouth this fall and this summer as I was going through all this suffering and... Um, as I was coming out of it, one of the things I was so aware of was, oh, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus, please don't, don't let this be wasted. I do not want to go through pain and suffering and have absolutely no fruit to show from it, right? I mean, come on, let's not waste this. It's so costly. It's so costly. Let it transform you. Let it make you more holy. Let it loosen your grip on this world, right? Let it adjust your expectations and your belief system and all that God wants to do in it. Let it surface the deep agreements, right? I mean, there are places in you that hate God, right? That's the fallen nature, right? And to let that come up and and renounce it and repent of it. I am so sorry, I break those fundamental agreements like you never come through, right? I break those in the name of Jesus. It will do you a great good. It will do you a great, great good. Beware of agreements. Beware of agreements. And you may find that in certain circumstances, you need to forgive Jesus. I know this is a kind of a, Difficult concept to grasp, but I'm not saying that Jesus needs forgiveness. But I'm saying that when there are events in our past or things happening in our lives now 
Often what gets in through pain is what happened to our dear friend who came over for prayer. You did this. You did this, or you could have stopped it. And something in our heart shuts down toward God. Now listen, you can continue a life of faith, of righteous involvement in church and service. You can continue praying and studying your Bible, but there are vital portions of your heart that shut down toward God, right? In the pain, in those places. And that's why Jesus, when we were praying with our friend, he said, you think I did this? And she says, I do. He said, you need to forgive me. Jesus asked her to forgive him. Again, not because Jesus needs forgiveness, but because she needed to forgive him. She was holding the resentment against him. Do you see what I'm describing? In her heart, it was the act of, I forgive you for this. I forgive you for this. Because that's what her heart needed to come out from under just the shelling, the artillery, the shock, and to come out from under the agreements and out from under darkness and recover her relationship with God. And I'm, I'm glad to say it's back. It's back. And she's sending me emails. You wouldn't believe what Jesus just did this week. And, you know, it's just, it's really sweet. It's really sweet to see it recovered. Okay. You may need to forgive Jesus. Love him. Not for it, but in it. Love him in it. Invite his, his healing grace, his comfort, his mercy. Invite it. And allow him to bring his comfort to you in the way he wants to bring it. Our sufferings are not pointless. They're not random. They're not God. Okay? The sufferings, that is, that aren't from our foolishness or our rebellion or our sin, the sufferings that aren't from our refusal to fight the war, right, or walk with God, okay? I'm talking about that unavoidable suffering. Okay. Oh, my goodness. The sufferings of Jesus are the noblest part of his life. Okay. This is what we worship him most for, isn't it? The cross, the crown of thorns. Okay. What an unspeakable honor that he would share with us this. When his sufferings overflow into our lives, God's promise is that his comfort will overflow also. That is a promise. Okay. We can cry out for the comfort of God. Whatever your circumstances may be, God will heal your wounded heart. He will restore your soul. He will comfort, cling to him. David says in Psalm 63, my soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let it strip us of all that is false. Let it strip us of all that is false, the false self, the manipulative personality that we have, whatever form that takes. Let it strip the falsehood away. Let it strip us of false beliefs and false expectations. Let it strip us of false hopes. So late in his life, Paul writes to his um, beloved son and protege, Timothy, 
They're separated now. Paul's writing to him. Timothy's taking care of the churches, and um, Paul's in prison. In Second Timothy, um, something just so extraordinary. I'd never seen this before. Paul says in Second Timothy uh, chapter one, verse eight. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner. Listen. He says, but join me in suffering for the gospel. That is not how Christianity is presented. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Okay, But this is what a warrior is made for. There's something way down in your heart that resonates with this. That resonates with this. He says, don't be ashamed of Jesus or ashamed of me in my suffering. But join with me in suffering for the gospel, and here's the rest of the sentence, by the power of God. Okay, this isn't something that you just suck up and endure. It isn't. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and this is not something that you just try and do out of a a noble heart. You can't. It'll crush you. It'll crush you. Okay, he says, join me in suffering for the gospel. That's, look at that story. Look at the, their faces at the end. What it cost them, right? By the power of God. Okay, God, I need your power to walk the journey that you have for me to walk. I need his power to maintain integrity when it's good. And I need his power to endure the suffering when it's bad, okay? It's by the power of God, not by resolve. I hope you've enjoyed listening in on the excerpts we've been sharing from the teaching that I did on the subject of suffering. So much more to be said, of course, about this, and you can find more in the book Waking the Dead. You can find more in our audio series on the major and the minor themes, and also important passages on this in my new book, Beautiful Outlaw. Thank you for joining us. As always, love being your friends, love sharing these thoughts with you here on the Ransom Tar Podcast. And for more, come to our website at ransomtart.com. <laughs>